Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at earsports.com, part of the Paramount Cast Network. I am Mike Casaza in Morgantown, West Virginia, a college baseball campus, Chris Anderson. Big three-game series, two ranked teams, number three, Oklahoma State, number 24, West Virginia. So, of course, we're going to talk about college football. Because that's all we're going to do for a while now. And that's the afterglow of the JT Daniels commitment and what it all means. And we have roster implications today. Do we not, Mr. Anderson? Yes. Yes, we do. Um, we, we've obviously been talking about all the scholarships that are still available. This, the handful that they're trying to fill in towards the, the tail end of this class with transfers and laid out junior college players and stuff like that. Guys that can immediately help this fall in Quarterback was on the list, like officially, unofficially. We'll go over that in a minute. But I think when you add somebody to the caliber of JT Daniels, it might switch, change, you know, how you view what to do with those scholarships as well. So I think it's it's worth revisiting, even if we have to pass over the Big Twelve leading baseball Mountaineers right now. Oh my God, Passover. Well done. Did I steal that from you? I got to cross it off my list right now. <laughs> I'm, stealing, uh, I'm stealing your bit. I'm sorry. The jokes are unleavened. <laughs> God, oh, God. Yeah, you can find plenty of Daniel's content on our site immediately after the commitment. The instant reaction from you, from me, from his family. Insight from the analytics dude at WVU podcast. You can catch all that. One thing we've gotten into repeatedly through the offseason, what do they do with these handful of scholarships? There's one fewer now, and understandably so. So let's go back to the beginning here and trace this through because you had a really good point there. I want to make sure it didn't slip through. Quarterback was kind of sort of on the list. And as I'm looking back at what we wrote, this went through iterations where I was thinking, don't get one now, let the guys go. And they did that, kind of. And then I was thinking, well, at the end of the spring, even if you have a starter, still get one because you're probably going to lose one of the three. And then in between, we had the very obvious, if a no-doubter is out there along the lines of J.T. Daniels, you do it, and you figure it out later. And they did that one, so that's good. But there's a range of options there, and that one piece affects really the the remaining number that you now have left, which is four, and it was seven before. But um, as we often say, fluid, Chris, very fluid. And this is proof of that. Take us through how this has looked from the outset all the way to how it looks now near the conclusion. Yes, let's go back to fairly early in this offseason. I think this was January or so, and Neil Brown had laid out that, hey, we got eight, at that time, eight scholarships remaining. Here are the eight players. And it was very rarely do you see it just flat laid out like this. I mean, it was full list style with a quote for each position. This is why we need it. This is what we need. And he went through. And at that time, it was a wide receiver who they signed on in February, Cortez Braham, a kickoff specialist who they eventually signed and miraculously got on campus somehow in uh, Grothaus from Florida State. And then the other six were offensive line, secondary, wide receiver, an edge rusher, a high school defensive lineman, and, quote, we're in a position where we won't turn down a great player, end quote. And that, I think, you know, that that's the one that you and I both, even from that moment on, because at the same time, we'll get there in a second, is 
that that is where quarterback kind of came in because at the same time that Neil Brown was saying all this publicly and not saying the word quarterback, mm-hmm. that was when Tyson Badgett was coming on to town from Shepherd College. And wow, I remember that. Yes, I the do very remember flagrant, that. the very flagrant uh, <laughs> basketball seats in the middle of the student section, and wow, those are the days. Um, so that that you know the word quarterback was not said, but it was said, shown. I guess I don't know. Um, but as as you and I reported at that time, um, the Badger situation was a little bit. It, it was uncertain because one. Was it definitive that he was going to be a starter? And you and I talked about this on the pod. Like, you can't bring in a guy that's not definitively the starter because then that just creates more problems. And two, I was told there was some academic situation, not that Badgett was not doing well academically, but just the way it transferred and the way the semesters were lined up. Essentially, he would have had to have taken 30 credit hours in the spring and summer before he'd be available to play in the fall. Um, our Maryland site reported something similar and said that he, you know, basically because w- they were also checking him out, that he wouldn't have been able to enroll until like August, basically, uh, and, and still unclear if he could have played. So Badgett eventually went back to Shepard. He made it clear when he entered the transfer portal that it had to be a perfect situation for him to leave. And, and again, West Virginia kicked the tires and then moved on. And, you know, no, no other comment had been made about, about that spot by Neil Brown since then. And now they got him. Slight upgrade. Slight upgrade. Possibly. I don't want. I don't want to dog badging because he's done some pretty amazing things at Shepherd. But I think the potential for Daniels is is, is higher than Badgett for sure. Yep. Keep him healthy. Keep him upright. See what happens. Which leads to this. Now you want to. You get a guy like this. This is a. I think I mentioned this before. It's a. It's a jewel in the crown. It's a jewel in the crown though. It doesn't guarantee anything. Um. Starting to get some clarification as to the, what the analytics dude actually did and did not say. I don't want to get into all that, but there was a conversation that definitely showed the impact of Daniels and what could happen. The outcome is that JT Daniels' father says they told us he becomes immediately, I don't know, was it the best or one of the best quarterbacks in the Big 12. We had our checklist. Hard to disagree. Certainly better than it would have been without him. But also this goes from maybe a six-win team to upwards of a 10-win team. And... That area in between is the reality that you really want to explore and also maximize. You want to remove as much data as you can, which means getting a guy like Daniels, again, a jewel in the crown. You like to have a lot of jewels in your crown, though, Chris. So now you wonder what can they, what will they, what might they do to really accentuate the acquisition of Daniels? A guy who can fling it around, it'd be great to have someone who can catch it. A guy who is has been injury prone and Every quarterback is a lot better when he's protecting the pocket. West Virginia's offensive line is better on paper. Sounds like on the field, too. Perfect. Nope. Um, still got a right tackle thing going on. And static, as was before, you don't say no to a really good player. How does this affect the Final Four? I think you have to build on it. You can't let, in addition, like Daniels, go to waste. And how is... One, if you are, if you have any doubt about your offensive line or your wide receivers, any doubt at all, you go out and pursue something special. And you tell them, look, we got our former five-star quarterback. He's got a big national championship ring on his finger. He's 7-0 and as a starter at Georgia. Come on. 
Hey, you're the missing piece. You want to come catch some passes? Hey, you want to block his, uh, not his blind side. I guess that's going to be Milam, but you want to play right tackle here? Come on, let's go. And, and I, I think you cannot waste a five-star talent because you're thinking, uh, do we, do we really need another wide receiver? Do we really? If there's any doubt, you go get him. Agreed. And then if you just look at what they have out there now, Bryce Ford Wheaton, Caden Prather, Sam James. Those are three receivers. Reese Smith is still in shorts and a T-shirt jogging around trying to get that. It looks like hamstring. Um, I'm armchair doctoring, but trying to get that thing stretched out, warmed up, where he can compete again. I'd be surprised if we see him again this spring. Preston Fox is out there. And that's about it. Cortez Branham, Jeremiah Aaron, that's two more. Are those guys game breakers? They know better than we do, they being the coaches, but not a lot of coaches went after them and, and the cycle that ended up with them here. So there probably is a level above them. And there's also a level above Prather, Wheaton, and James, if you can get it. There's a, there's a level that complements them too. And your point is right here. You don't want to be a couple games into this and say, oh, man, if we just had one more target, we had one more stretcher, one more game breaker this will look a lot better than it does because this is supposed to look better now. And, and you have a chance to do it, you do it. So I think you do shuffle things a little bit. So let's go over our final four. I think prior to, oh, gee, when was this now? Wednesday when Daniel's committed, you would have said, uh, and, and we can order this however we want, but two defensive backs, mm-hmm. linebacker, defensive lineman, and then with the Astros being a quarterback, i.e. Daniel's, bumps everything down one and again maybe you only get one defensive back linebacker defensive lineman but do we have we set the table right there would that be your final four before daniels yeah before daniels maybe i think i i given the five when i did the five the last week so one of those being quarterback i had safety corner and then i still considered wide receiver um we can go into why i mean we've already gone over why mm-hmm. i think if you have any doubt you have to and then, yeah, I, I kind of had that bandit slash linebacker slash edge because there was a question in my mind of because when Neil Brown gave an update two, three weeks ago uh, towards the start of spring practice, he said, you know, we're going to get secondary guys and we're definitely going to get a linebacker. <clears throat> like I've never seen him say so certainly that they were going to get a position. And then a day or two later, Jasir Cox commits. Now, Jasir Cox is listed as a linebacker, but he was recruited as a spear. So is that who Neil Brown was talking about when he said we're definitely getting a linebacker? I'm uncertain on that. I don't know how badly you need a starting linebacker right now. If you could add an edge rusher, that'd be great. So in my mind, I think the four are safety corner, edge, you know, pass rushing specialist and wide receiver right now. Okay, I'm going to flip the order a little bit. Uh, man, I'm, I'm, I have the dice in my hand. I'm shaking them. I'm blowing on them. I'm throwing them out there. I'm prioritizing receiver. I just, I just want to see if I can do it. So I'm making that one. If it ends up being four or three or two, whatever, that's fine. But I really want to do that because you have a chance and everything you said is right. You have a chance to really kind of shake the trees and get somebody, something out of there. So I would make that one. I'm looking at the defensive backfield yesterday at practice and you have Naya Muhammad at spear and you have Malachi Ruffin at corner. Spear is probably taken care of. I think um, we'll we'll see about St. McLeod, period. But Malinger looks like he knows what he's doing. Obviously, they have a chance to use um, to use Cox there. So that's probably fine. I wouldn't worry about that. But that corner spot really does concern me, especially in this conference. And you're going to have to have multiple people out there. And I'm not sure that I really want to move Marcus Floyd the corner for, for nickel or dime situation. So 
I, I think you have to take care of corner. Mike linebacker, you're not going to bring in anybody to replace Lee Koba. How about someone to back him up or supplement him or give him a chance? Or if he has to come out, if he's not good, if he's not healthy, who's your Mike? Is it, is it Caden Beiser? Are you really doing that? And okay, shuffle the deck. Are you, who's your, who's your Mike that you're moving around? Like you might move an offensive lineman, Lance Dixon, X three low, probably not. You're not moving anybody from bandit over because bandit is like Mike. So I'm trying to do that. And then I, I just wonder if you don't, if you don't just kind of hold your nose and, and go with the defensive line you have and maybe hope to generate pass rush either with your secondary being better with another corner or with the number of people you have. I do think they have players and have a chance to have some fresh lineups in there too, which would make me then think about, okay, use that extra one for the defensive backfield again too. So I would go receiver, corner, linebacker. Flexible on that fourth one, I would think about a safety or maybe the next best, like the best player. You know, you have a fourth-round draft pick and you're late in the round and, okay, let's just get the best player out there. Kind of feels like what you're doing there. You're drafting, you have priorities, and I would just try to see what helps the picture best based on who you got before that. So that fourth and that last one, you really can have a look at it from from overhead and try to figure out what's the best look and what's the best pick and go from there. But um, it does seem we're in some agreement here. Their secondary does need some help. Their defense does need help. They've lost a lot, but, man, they have this card they can play right now and then see what they can do with a, a top-shelf quarterback. Um I'm I'm curious about offensive line. I just wonder who they're going to get at offensive line that's better than what they have now and in the future. But again, if you're in that position, maybe that's that number four for me. Oh man, we can get a right tackle that takes care of that. We're deeper as a result, either because he's the backup right tackle or he becomes our right tackle and we have depth across the board because of who got bumped down. Three, the first three are pretty clear to me. That fourth one is is kind of up in the air, which is not a bad thing either. Uh, are you ready for the curveball portion of this that really shouldn't be viewed as a curveball anymore? Okay. Why are we limiting ourselves to four? Yeah, that's the yeah but to all this too. Right. And, and that's that's a perfect point too. There, I mean, I, we're doing it for the purpose of the, the reason for those listening that don't know. We're saying four because that's how many counters they have, counter initial counter scholarships they have for this class. What West Virginia has done, even before Neil Brown, uh, and, and all the schools do it, and, but Neil Brown has been very happy to do it and has talked about it and been very open about it. I think one of the first signing days he had, and they were tight on scholarships, and he 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 said he they would get, quote, creative with the scholarship situation, and they certainly did by adding guys via blue shirt and gray shirt. You count forward, you count backwards. And so limiting ourselves to four, I mean, that that's because there's four spots. I still think you could end up with five or six, but you're, you're not going to just get to five or six to say that you got to five or six. Has to be the right players. But I think, you know, the, the prioritizing the four is important, but I don't think they'll be limited to four by the time we get to August. It's not going to yeah. happen in the next month. Uh, I mean, we've seen them add guys as late as, I mean, Tony Fields, literally did not commit until the week of fall camp like started like he literally did not make a decision until then so i mean if if a player of that caliber is available that late in the game you find a way to make it work and if you're one of these people who tracks who visits and who doesn't this is important because and correct me if i'm wrong here if you visit in the official capacity you cannot count forward correct correct so if you see somebody on campus on a visit for a spring game or sometime after, there's some windows that are open for that. 
um, that person will not count forward, which means that's somebody that they're, that they're really interested in. If you see some names in, let's say, before one of those enrollment periods, ideally in, in the June and then certainly August, those are possibilities to count forward. And you're right, West Virginia has done that. West Virginia has done that with players who were not going to be on the team next year, right? have done that with players who ended up transferring out. So it's a currency that they're not afraid to throw around. No, as I say, in, in that, because it, it, it's, it's rare for, for somebody to come available that late in the game, but, but it has happened. It, it ha- I mean, I say rare, but it happens every year. It's just not that many that are available. It does happen every year. It's just not that many that are available heading into the summer, at least that you would want to add to your roster. You gonna pop on ESPN Plus tonight and watch this baseball game? Yeah, like, how could you not watch this baseball team right now? Oh, you might not have ESPN Plus. That would be one thing, I guess. Yeah, but, that's true. But good coverage of it. Good series. Good pitchers tonight. Like two two major league arms. Well, maybe not major league, but two pro arms pitching today. And again, a top five team, a top twenty five team should be good. Um, reason to be excited this weekend, Chris. Oh God. Please. We'll be back next week. Probably, stop. Overdue, probably overdue for a Q&A, right? I think so. Maybe we'll put that up uh, a little Easter Sunday, put the thread up, let let the people ask their questions as they sit there, either from a sugar high from all their candy or a food coma from their Easter dinner. So let if them ask some questions. Quick, if you see the thread, you have a question. Just bask it. Until next time, I'm Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. A thunder will never be stolen. We'll talk to you later.